before you really answer this for yourself on the surface level, you see someone you know at the grocery store that you haven't seen in a few months and they ask how you are. How would you answer? How are you on that sharing level with others? You might answer based on your job, your relationship, your kids, your travel, any recent new things in your life. You might give them the update of the things that you readily share with others or post on social media. My mom had this one friend when I was growing up, and I remember that she would dread running into her a little bit. She was a very nice person, very caring. They would get together and her kids would play with my siblings and I, and our moms would chat. They would have an enjoyable time most of the time, but they would start spending less and less time with each other because it would begin to become a one-sided conversation that was kind of a litany of all of the inner troubles and struggles that this friend was going through. Now, at a get-together, you expect to be able to have real, honest conversation with your closest friends and maybe discuss some things that you wouldn't share with everyone. But what was happening at the grocery store bump-ins was a sharing of all of these inside world secrets, all of the medical and emotional struggles that this person was going through when my mom asked a sincere, how are you? But really it expected an answer that was more along the lines of, I'm good. Here's a very brief synopsis of a couple of positive things happening in my life right now. Maybe all wrapped up in a minute or two. But what she was getting was more like a 20-minute essay of every negative or heavy trouble that was going on from the last moment that they saw each other and had the effect of leaving my mom drained. Can't you just picture being in that situation, standing there at your favorite grocery store with your dairy products getting warmer and your ice cream on a slow melt and putting on that face that says, this is really hard for you. And I am standing here picturing being in your shoes and I'm empathizing with you. But somewhere underneath that face, your brain is really offering up a silent, just shut up and let me finish my shopping and get to the car and erase this memory with some happy music. But after you answer this question for me, how are you on the surface level? I want you to dive in deeper to that. How are you really that is underneath? Most of us wouldn't answer this question at the grocery store. We would save it for that deeper conversation that we have with a really close friend or with our partner for many of us or with a sibling or with someone who is going through the same thing that we are at the moment or with a therapist. For this podcast, I am going to call this sharing your secret self, which is really your private self. This is the one that has self-talk that we have talked about before. The one that might compare your current life with the better life that you might tell yourself that you should be living. The one that isn't always so helpful to you. This is the one where you might admit to yourself that you are anxious or depressed or worried and you don't share that with others normally. This is the version of you that has less of a certain quality that you want. 
like confidence or effectiveness or control than the version of you that you show to everyone else. This is the version of you that you might feel ends up in the conclusion that you just don't have it all together. It's the version of you that just doesn't have all of the qualities that you wish your more visible self had. It's the version of you that is in progress. Well, the reason that I want to talk about that secret self today is because I want you to consider it in a different way. Let's talk about a bird. Picture being a bird and flying high above the world. Do you know when we say that sitting and watching the ocean or a sky full of stars, looking at something so immense can help you to put into perspective how small we are and how small our troubles really are when you consider that you are just one of over 8 billion people that live on our planet. Well, imagine being a bird and how beautiful the world looks from up above. Besides being beautiful, imagine two different sides of what the bird sees. He can see trouble that is going to happen that we can't see from his perspective. If he's looking down at a windy road, picture seeing an accident that is about to happen that we can't see. The bird can see a truck driving all over the road out of control and a car coming from the other end of the windy road around the curves, completely oblivious to what is up ahead. Having that different perspective, you can see that it's just a matter of moments before the car goes around that last curve and comes face to face with trouble in a very bad way. Now let's consider the opposite example. Let's look at positive one. Picture the bird looking at a mom in the park with her children playing, hearing the giggles, seeing the fun that they're having, seeing the hugs that those little ones give their mom, and also seeing other people in the park, single people with no kids, awkward teenagers walking, older couples whose kids have grown, leaving them on their own, and the old men and women who are alone at the park, no little arms, hugging their neck and leaving sloppy kisses on their cheek. The bird doesn't see the worries inside that mom's mind. Am I doing it right as a mom? Why won't she stop having potty accidents? Why isn't it easier? Why can't I get him to sleep past five in the morning? What if I am doing something wrong? The bird might even be noticing the logistical things that are happening in the moment that the mom isn't even noticing because she is in her brain at that moment. The bird sees it. Okay, so now I have painted you a little picture and I hope that you can see it. I hope that in this moment, you can picture yourself in your mind as that bird, soaring and noticing and just appreciating the beauty of everything that you see. Let's relate that bird and what he sees to coaching. Let's take you. You are one of those people down there in the world thinking about whatever your current 
problem, concern, issue, or decision that you are making is. Maybe you aren't in the middle of a big crisis at the moment, but what is currently on your mind? It could be as small as that hall closet that you want to clean out and you haven't gotten started yet. Or it could be something as big as, should I get a divorce? Should I leave my job? Why haven't I saved enough for retirement? Why isn't that friend talking to me right now? Or how can I afford a better vacation next year? Or why can't I lose that 15 pounds that I want to lose? Or any other concern on your mind. I want you to think of one right now that seems relevant to you. And I want to be clear about one thing. If the concern on your mind has to do with suicidal thoughts, I want you to turn off this podcast right now and call a hotline. That would be top priority. And I want you to take action immediately. If your concern has to do with your mental health or deep trauma that is affecting your life, I want you to reach out to a therapist. There are some topics that do require a licensed therapist to address. If you need help bringing yourself out of a deep hole to a normal functioning capacity, that would be the case if your normal day-to-day functioning in your life is affected. However, for a large majority of us, we can function adequately what appears normally day-to-day, but we want something better. We want to have a better life than just adequate and appearing to be normal on the surface. We want some happiness and we want some joy and some accomplishment and to not feel stuck in our current situation without making the progress that we wish for. We want to be better than just at a normal functioning level. And this is where coaching can come in. I am a big advocate of self-coaching. You can write. You can meditate. You can ask yourself really good questions. And a lot of the time, this can help you see things in new ways. You can try and look at yourself from your past self's view or from your future self's view. And imagine how someone else would see your thoughts and concerns. You can also talk to those close to you. Use them as a sounding board. But you have to be clear in the fact that your friend's role is listening and empathizing and agreeing with you. Most people in your life care about you very much. They want to help you feel better. So they will agree with you and let you know that you are not alone and you are not wrong. They will take your side. But very few friends will gently push you or challenge you to question yourself, to consider other points of view, or to help you to take a new perspective. This involves taking a risk for the friend, a friend who takes on the role of a coach must risk the relationship. It's part of the gig. They must be willing to ask the hard questions that really challenge someone to completely abandon their current point of view. It's a much different position to be in 
as compared to the role of a friend. One of your priorities as a friend is to preserve that relationship, to care for it. A coach, on the other hand, puts the growth of the client above the preservation of the relationship. Coach doesn't take your side or any side at all. A coach stays out of the pool entirely, to use a coaching term. The coach's point of view is that bird's eye view. Coach wants to have the view of all of the possible perspectives that you could take. Coach never knows exactly what you should do. Picture that situation with the curvy road. Bird watching might see a solution to the car crash that is about to happen. The bird might be able to see several solutions. Maybe there's a place to pull off the road. Maybe the people can get out of the car and run. Maybe the car should go backwards to the last pull-off. Maybe the car can turn around. The bird doesn't know which option is the right one for you. It can just see what is going to happen if you stay on the path that you are on. Coach does the same thing. They don't know which option is the one that you want to take or are willing to take. They can help you to explore all of your options, but they can also help you to see what is coming down the road for you if you are on the path that doesn't get you to where it is that you want to go. They can help you to see the possible accident down the road. In the mom in the park example, you can see that when you are so in the moment, in the problem, in your head, it's hard to see the broader picture that you get from far away. It's hard to see those years when you have young children from that bird's eye view of just a few moments in your life that is soon gone. You are in your brain, in your thoughts, and you miss some of the blessings that are right in front of you. And that's not to say that your concerns and problems are not real. They very much are real. But you can take the problem in your hands like a crystal. You can pick it up, look at it, turn it over, and consider it from all angles. Look at it in a different way. And sometimes, See those problems differently. It helps you to see new solutions or a new mindset that can put those problems into a new perspective. Coach can help you where you need to be able to see that bird's eye view that you can't see of yourself. Someone else can ask you questions that challenge the thoughts and beliefs that you have to make sure that you like them, that you want to keep them. Sometimes when I am coaching, I am amazed when one single question that challenges a deep-seated belief can change everything. I have been on both sides of this. One of the benefits of becoming a life coach is in being on the receiving end of lots and lots of coaching. That really has been an amazing experience for me, and I can still remember many times when a coach asked me a single question out of all of the questions that they had asked me, when that particular question was immediately answered with a whoa, I just freeze where I am and everything stops 
and I immediately question a belief that I've been carrying for a long time without having ever even thought to question that belief. I had been doing all of the self-coaching, but I would have never questioned that belief because I was convinced that it was just fact, that it was just true. And it feels so affirming when it happens to you in the value of having someone else coach you and be able to see the things in your thoughts that you can't see for yourself. At this point, I want to share one of my own personal examples, but I think one that really demonstrates this point even better is one that I heard on another podcast. The person coaching was gently pushing on a couple's belief that it is always better to buy a property than to rent it. He asked more about why they held this belief, and they said that they have always known that when you rent, you are helping your landlord to pay their mortgage instead of paying your own. So he asked them about the last time that they went to a restaurant, and they shared all of the details, what they ate, who they went with, and then he asked them, now doesn't it kill you? Which were the words that they had just themselves used when talking about renting. Doesn't it kill you that you helped that restaurant owner pay his mortgage? And their response was, almost cartoonish, dramatic moment. Their eyes went wide and they put their hands on their forehead and they literally said, whoa, and they were speechless. And I loved this moment because it reminded me of times when I experienced that same thing for myself. And I could totally put myself in their shoes, knowing what it feels like, to feel like you just had your mind blown with a new realization. Of course, they had never thought about it that way. But when they grew up hearing over and over that rent was throwing away your money because of where that money ends up going after you hand it over. And we don't bring that same thinking into other arenas of our life. I just love coaching. Well, that is what I wanted to share with you today about the bird's eye view that a coach can help you to begin to see. It is super fun. And if you have never experienced being coached, then stay tuned as I have some new things coming up soon that can give you a taste of what it feels like to be coached. So, details coming soon. And I hope that in the meantime, You all have a beautiful week. Bye for now.